welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. Uh, this is Eli, the Teenage Witch. Bam, stuck the landing. <laughs> and we are back with another episode. And Eli, it actually was a pretty slow week. Like, really slower than others. Like, really nothing happened this week. But we still got a whole list of stuff we're going to talk about. And I actually want to make this a special episode this time. Since there's nothing happened in the comic book world. Can I do that this week? Uh, I think every episode is special. But that, that that's fine. Yeah, but this is a special, <laughs> special episode. You know, like the like the uh, Say by the Bell episode where uh, Jesse took too many caffeine pills. And they had to do a Just Say No Drug. So we're going to do We're going to do a, a video game episode this time. Oh, okay. I know I'm springing it on you at the last minute, but we're going to do a video game episode, so that's what we're going to do. Like video <laughs> games before, like Pac-Man? No, not that old shit that nobody plays anymore. <laughs> we're going to relate it to that. but So we're going to be called the Video Game Bullets today, and we're just going to go on for that. But before we go to that, Eli, guess what didn't happen this week? What didn't happen? We didn't die. I, I certainly didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, we're still here. Supposedly we're still here. So apparently for everybody that didn't hear, uh, supposedly September the 23rd, which was Saturday. Oh, was that's the- right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. September the 23rd was supposed to be the rapture, according to certain scholars and scientists and whatever. Yeah, some yeah. church numerologist or some shit. Some, yeah, some, some Christian guy was trying to like get all scientific and came up with uh, this date. Um, yeah. Yeah, that a, it was supposed, supposed to be a planet that was supposed to hit us or some shit. Uh, uh, I thought it was a dragon or something. Really? I thought it was a planet was supposed to collide. Oh, was it a planet supposed to turn into a dragon? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I didn't read. Or maybe I get confused with Transformer I, Five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some shit was supposed to happen, but uh, yeah, like I said, I guess they crunched the numbers and the numbers didn't add up and stuff like that. But yeah, I guess we avoided another apocalypse because. Every time we turn around, there's another apocalypse coming. Uh, what, what was the last apocalypse that we, we barely missed, Eli? Was it 2012? Uh, was, it, was it 2012? 2012, 2012 was supposed yeah. to But that actually wasn't the Christian apocalypse, I guess the rapture. That was the Mayan apocalypse. Yeah. The Mayans, I guess, were doing a calendar, and I guess they stopped at 2012. Like, yeah, or, or, or something, yeah. The, even, even though you, if you asked an actual Mayan person, they're like, yeah, that's bullshit. But, you know, everything. <laughs> Like maybe they just got the 2012. It's like, yeah, it's a good stopping point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had that. You know, we had uh 1999. Yeah, Y2K. Y2K. That yeah. was supposed to be in the apocalypse then. Yeah. Everybody was freaking out that time. Like 2012, people kind of freak out. But 1999, for for our younger listeners, don't remember uh, Y2K. That was an insane time. Water was being bought up left and right. Everybody was staying up there. Everybody was watching New Year's. Not, not me, but yeah, I don't. What? How did you not watch it, man? Been, I, 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 I didn't think nothing was gonna happen. I <laughs> wish was something was gonna happen, but no. <laughs> like even worse, you could not buy water. Water was gone and everything. Like yeah, that. there was a lot of paranoia around that time. People thought, yes, it's about the clocks weren't gonna. Be, yeah, no, no, I, think, I think that was actually a serious uh, issue. Something with the banks, like the clocks weren't going to reset, they weren't set yeah. set, or the bank accounts weren't reset, so if they didn't get anything fixed, the yeah. entire uh, digital system was going to collapse. Basically, yeah, planes were going to fall out of the sky, and the, fucking, <laughs> right. yeah, the earth was going to blow up because the banks <laughs> didn't have their clocks right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, that shit. Oops, we're out of time in 1999. (laughs) 
rest in peace, Prince. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was a crazy time. But I guess we can go. But you know what, Eli? Here's what I was thinking. Now, actually, they said the rapture was going to be 23rd, uh, uh, September 23rd, September. Now, the rapture, the rapture doesn't actually yeah. include the end of the world. That just means that people will just be allotted to heaven and whoever comes on. That's what, you know, they said in the Bible. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. What if the rapture actually did happen and the rest of us assholes were just left on the earth waiting for, you know, the place to blow up or whatever? Okay, that's fine. Notice, notice no celebrity <laughs> died this week. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay. And then like, 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 so we're left here to like fight demons and Satan and shit like that. Right, like, right. According so to the, that, the yeah. dragon, rock, unicorn, Galactus monster comes down and hey, us all. If know. it means I don't have to work tomorrow, fine. Now, see, that's the fucked up part about it because I told Sally May they were gonna have all this student loan money by Tuesday. <laughs> Cause I thought this, I thought the uh, rapture was coming, so I'm like, okay, you can have your money by then. <laughs> yeah, now I gotta shit. pay these fuckers. <laughs> oh, who I'm talking about? They're taking the shit out of my check anyway. What was that shit? The uh, that that really popular, like Christian novels. Like they made a bunch of novels. They made movies with like Kirk Cameron and shit about oh, like the rapture yeah. or something. And it was like really. I, I, I can't remember. I've never seen any of them, but like, yeah, like they're really popular among like like Jesus freaks and shit. I guess I don't know. It, it gets kind of depressing over there, just talking about like, ooh, when is the when is the uh, the end of the world coming? When is it coming? When it comes, it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Until the end, look your life. Yeah, anyway. shit. yeah. So, like I said, what we were gonna do is gonna kind of segue this because we want to make this kind of nerd related, even though I guess the end of the world apocalypse is kind of nerd related. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sort of, kind of, a little bit, but I guess we could talk about some of some of our favorite. Uh, apocalypse or post-apocalyptic stories or movies or comic books or whatever, you know, pops in our head. Uh, Eli, I know you had a list of stuff and I actually couldn't think of anything, but you start throwing names at me and I'm like, oh yeah, that does count. So, <laughs> so yeah. I guess you can throw out some names and I actually thought of some names uh, while we were, while we were going there. Uh, yeah. I mean, first one that comes to mind is Mad Max, the Mad Max series. Okay. Know. That uh, that was what a nuclear war, I believe, happened and uh, basically fried the earth. That's why everything's a deserted wasteland and people are fighting for water and gasoline and uh, and just basically barbarians and cars and shit. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, when I was when I was really really young at watching Man, I didn't understand what it was. I'm like, why are they just in the desert for no reason? <laughs> you know, it didn't click to me that it was you know post apocalyptic. You know. Yeah, I uh, love. The Road War, like the second movie, the Mad Max 2, I loved that as a kid. I thought that was the coolest shit, you know, because I was a big Indiana Jones fan, you know, as a yeah. kid. And, the, you know, Raiders where he fights the Nazis on the truck. I thought that was one of the coolest action scenes ever, you know, where he's beating up guys on the truck. And, and then fucking uh, uh, then Road War comes out and it's just it is it's just nothing but car battles, fucking people driving cars and fighting on cars and jumping and flying off. It was just awesome. I just love that shit. Okay, okay, yeah. so let, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Road Warrior or Fury Road? You know what? I'm going to have to go with Fury Road. <laughs> that Fury is, Road's fucking awesome, man. That, that is one of the very few awesome. reboots that are act, that's actually better than the original. Right. And I, I love mean, the Road Warrior. I love the Road Warrior. sequel, yeah. it's like we really don't know, you know. And, and when it got nominated for an Oscar, everybody, like, nobody complained. Yeah. Everybody was like, okay, yeah, I see it. It makes that, sense. That <laughs> movie is awesome, and George Miller is like in his seventies, and his crazy ass went out to a fucking desert and made that fucking shit. I'm like, holy yeah, 
he, that deserves something, you know. <laughs> yeah, give him some anything, you know. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't expecting anything. But you know what's funny about it? You know that movie? I think that movie has kind of flopped in the movie theaters. Yeah. Because you know what? You know what was released the same day as uh, Fury Road? A Transformers movie? Nope. <laughs> Pitch Perfect Three. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Pitch Perfect Three destroyed Fury Road at the box office. <laughs> yeah. That uh, ain't they, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 just say leave with that what you want. Oh, but I guess we can go to what I, I guess we can say uh, the Terminator movies. You know, Terminator Two. That's you know, right. the world was supposed to end. What what was the date? August seventeen, nineteen ninety seven. Gotta get that right. Something like that. Yeah. Something like day, that. Yeah. That was another apocalypse. Everybody's freaking out like that movie was real or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember people freaking out about that day. I'm like, okay, it's not going to happen. And that, and that that is still a legitimate threat. People think you know AI could, you know. A self-aware artificial intelligence could be, you know, not good for humanity. You know. <laughs> well, you know, they said a uh, 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 AI did beat a guy in chess a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I heard about that. That's how and, it uh, starts. So to put to put the the nuclear codes in, in charge uh, a, a computer in, in charge of nuclear codes. Yeah, that's a little iffy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you're starting to but you're starting to see this stuff now because a lot of people don't think about it. Like, like I said, this is the video game episode, right? Okay, so I'm gonna tie back to video games because you had these video games where high end, you know, high artificial intelligence where you're playing against the computer. Now, you know, a couple years ago they weren't this smart, but nowadays, Eli, they're getting very smart in these video games when you got to sneak around them and you throw something and you got to catch their attention and move around and they work in conjunction with you. So, like, sometimes they're so smart you don't know if you're playing a computer. I mean, a complete or, or like a real guy is doing it because they they are getting smarter and smarter with video games. So yeah, that's that's what's gonna happen. The video game is gonna de- design is gonna design an AI so smart it's gonna become Ultron and kill us all. You know? <laughs> yeah. So you heard it here first. We're letting you know. <laughs> and then of course you know we gotta go with zombies. You know, there's all these zombie movies that basically you know George Romero kicked that shit off with his zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead was always my favorite. It's just you know, the fall of society, you know. Um, okay. So, Eli, let me ask you this question. I don't think I've ever asked you this question. If I did, don't worry about it. But is I Am Legend considered a zombie movie? The movie, yeah. I think it, the one with Will Smith, yeah. Yeah, right, Will yeah. Smith. Um, even though they're not, like, traditional zombies as far as undead uh, corpses walking around feasting on flesh, there were infected. They were more like infected humans. In the original novel, I Am Legend, they were vampires. Right. Um, this was before, and uh, George but Romero that was, was like yeah. zombie, zombies became a thing. Yeah, because you know? George Romero was really influenced by I Am Legend, the original story, I Am Legend, and um, he kind of based Night of the Living Dead off that. You know, they weren't vampires. He just made them walking corpses. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, I would consider, yeah, I Am Legend a zombie flick, I guess. I know, because a lot of people don't consider I Am Legend a zombie flick, but I, but I, I say it is. You know, well, when he was 20, fighting zombies. Yeah, they say 28 Days Later are zombies. I mean, even though they're not dead, but they're still infected. But they're everybody counts that as a zombie movie. Yeah, and they're running and shit, and, you know. Right, I mean, they changed the rules of the zombie movie, but it's still a zombie movie at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, uh, so, Oh, another movie I want to talk about, I guess we talked about all the movies. One movie I want to talk about, since I did talk about Ultron, you know one of the best movies about, like, the rapture or the book of Revelation that we talk about, and I'm going to talk about this, is Age of Ultron. A lot of people just okay. don't get the ending of what Josh Whedon was trying to do, because, yes, the, the city 
of the superhumans who he kept killing guys the entire time are fighting on this city in the heavens fighting over the earth that is all in the book of revelation and, and the thing is you can read a comic book you can find all kind of stuff about this all the time but it's just interesting like when i saw that i was like what is all this stuff mean you know because he's trying to drop a meteor from the sky that's supposed to have the world is ending like that and it's just the imagery of the city in heaven where the final battle takes place in armageddon it's just interesting how josh Wheaton put a lot of stuff especially since josh Wheaton is an atheist Mm-hmm. That's the funny thing about it. Like, okay, remember in Age, uh, not Age of Ultron, uh, the first Avengers, the first Avengers movie, where uh, every time you kept seeing Thor getting knocked out of screen or Loki kept getting pulled out of screen or punched out of screen or something like that, mm-hmm. that was Josh Wheaton's dig at Christianity. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was always, basically, he was always making fun of the gods in the movies like every time they call themselves gods they was always getting beat up or getting knocked out the screen or hope punching one of them so that was his dig at god basically because you know josh is a is an atheist so that's his little dig right there so yeah yeah also also in age of ultron like the final like face-off is thor and ultron in that church the church the church exactly the whole fight takes place in the church exactly yeah you have the god versus the science the scientific being science versus religion you know right. taking place in the, in a church which gets destroyed you know <laughs> right oh there are so many like biblical references in it for instance like like ultron is like always quoting the bible in this in this movie like when he says upon this rock i build my church you know when he's talking about the vibranium you know yeah or when he kept calling the vision the cradle the cradle oh. is is mm-hmm. right from the baby the cradle is basically uh, I think the cradle is the Bible, I think, or or Jesus, or the church. Or, I don't yeah, know. The, Jesus, the, main, the manger. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Whoever needs correct me. I, any <laughs> the, theologist listening to this podcast, which I don't know why the hell you are. <laughs> but anyway, that's the whole point of that. So there's a lot of interest. If you just go back and look at that movie and see what Josh is really doing, it's like so many Easter. It's like Jarvis. Not not Jarvis. Vision. Yeah. Vision is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like there is no like Josh Whedon is so on the nails with uh so he's so hard on the nail with it. it it's it's hard to say he's anything but for instance he has this little thing when he's driving he say Jarvis is his co-pilot that's one little thing uh they ask Vision who is he he just says I am that's right from the Bible yeah and he, and <laughs> like, he, pick, and exactly he picks up it. Thor's hammer he yeah. picks up Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, he has the little, uh, the Jesus, you know how Jesus spread out with the cross and stuff, and Vision does the exact same thing. That's what Jarvis, I mean, not Jarvis, Josh Whedon is saying the entire time. So, I'm just saying, go back and watch. I know a lot of people wrote off Age of Ultron like it was just a whatever movie, but really go back and watch it and open your eyes when you watch the movie and see the stuff he's doing in it. Because it's, it's a lot better than what you thought yeah, it was. And I think it's the greatest movie ever, but better than you thought it was. Yeah, That's and what. at the ending, the, the, the credits, during the ending credits, it shows all those close-ups of these marbles, the, all the all the all the heroes, all the characters are are carved in marble, marble statues, yep. like they're yep. they're they're uh, like they're gods. They're, like they're, this is the new, these are the new gods, you know, these new yep. godlike beings and shit. These heroes, who, right? And, and plus, the movie keeps calling them gods, you know, all the time in the movie. Also, except for Hawkeye, who <clears> they <throat> purposely face, you know, Hawkeye is just the guy, just a regular yeah. guy. He's just and Joseph. He's hanging with these guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> yes, and, Scott, and and Black Widow. That's Joseph in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I think we talked about 
all of this way too much. <laughs> now we can move on to the next part of the uh, podcast. And this is the part that we're starting to heat up and get a little interesting now. We can talk about the box office, and we got some interesting news for the box office. So, uh, damn, my eyes are going. Let's see if I can read this. So, number one at the box office is, of course, Kingsman, the Golden Circle, which, you know, is, uh, like I said, 39,000, pretty good. Uh, 39 million. Sorry about that. 39 million. Uh, number two is It, which. It is actually only twenty nine million, so oh, wow. it's not too far off from Kingsman, which is still kind of impressive in its third week, you know. Yeah. Uh, third movie is the Lego Ninja, uh, the Ninja Nago movie. Ninjago. What, what the hell is that? That's like that kids show, the Ninjago. Oh, the kids, I, you know. I guess Legos. whatever. Lego Ninja. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> go Ninja, go Ninja, or whatever. Okay. Number four, we have uh, American Assassin. I guess that's the Michael Keaton and the Zach Efron clone movie. Uh, number five, we have Mother, you know, the, the movie that everybody's banning left and right. And I'm just running out of number 10. We got uh, number six, we got Home Again. We got seven friend requests. The fuck is that? Oh, that's that horror flick about the, the ghost and the Facebook something. Like the social media, that she's like a, a fucking, it's, it's a shitty teeny bopper horror flick. Have they ever made a good social media horror movie? Because I know they keep making these things over and over again. I, but I, 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 I wouldn't know because I haven't seen any of them. They keep trying. <laughs> so, who knows? Yeah. It doesn't like this was going to work, but maybe they'll work after that. Uh, number eight is Stronger. Heard about the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, uh, good showing for that one. Uh, number nine is The Hitman's Bodyguard, Falling by the Wayside. And Wind River, uh, round up at number 10. Right. So, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the numbers because, like I said, it's coming from a podcast. We went to the podcast. Uh, I really don't know why we're looking at Wonder Woman's numbers when I own Wonder Woman on Blu-ray, but let's just see. Because I'm pretty sure it's about to leave the box office right now. Right now, worldwide, you're looking at $820 million for Wonder Woman. It is currently the 20th highest grossing all-time movie domestically. Like, all-time, period. Oh, damn. Uh, let's look at Spider-Man. Let's see what Spider-Man has. Spider-Man has done some impressive numbers this week. And, Eli, what I'm hearing is that even though I know this podcast technically comes out tomorrow of today because we're time travelers, but it's supposedly it's supposed to be on uh, digital today or tomorrow or whatever. Homecoming? This week. Yeah, yeah, Homecoming. Okay. Yeah. So, currently, Homecoming is at uh, worldwide, it is at $874 million. And currently, that makes it the highest grossing superhero movie of this year, you know, worldwide. Worldwide. Uh now, domestically-wise, Wonder Woman is still kicking his ass, though. That's the thing. So, let's see worldwide where Spider-Man ranks. Where are we looking at for Spider-Man? Let's see. Now, still number four, domestically-wise. But, uh, worldwide... Excuse me. Okay, Eli, it is currently at 874, right? Okay. That's number two. It is... <laughs> Spider-Man 3 is still beating it. But Spider-Man 3 is very close to getting taken out because, like I said, Homecoming is at 874. Spider-Man 3 is at 890. So Spider-Man Homecoming does have a strong chance of beating Spider-Man uh, 3 for the all-time worldwide. Keep in mind, domestically-wise, it's still number four, and it doesn't look like it's going to budge that anytime soon because the, the other three Spider-Man movies, 1, 2, and 3, are beating it considerably, especially since the first movie did a fucking... Oh, that's the that's a uh, ticket inflation. Never mind. <laughs> still not gonna catch it, but still. Uh, no, it actually might catch Spider-Man three domestically wise. But right now you're looking at um, Spider-Man 
one, the first movie, like killing everything domestically. So, yeah, I think that's all we got to say about the the box office. It looks like Kingsman. Eli, have you seen Kingsman? No, I haven't seen it yet. I, I want to. I mean, I should get a chance to. Okay, because the thing is, I, I have a gripe with Kingsman. Not that it's a bad movie. The first movie, I love the first movie. I do plan on seeing the second movie. I'm not going to rush out of it. My, my gripe is people calling Kingsman a comic book movie. Oh, Technically, it is, but Eli, I don't count it. Oh, yeah? I'm going to tell you why I don't count it. Because Mark Millar is basically has, has finessed Hollywood. Like, he has some kind of deal going on with Hollywood where basically he's not writing. Like, he's, he's known as a comic book writer. Like I said, he wrote... Uh, the Ultimates, one of my favorite, which I think is the best Avengers books of all time. Uh, he wrote Civil War, which was basically like a, a pitch for a movie he wrote. But all of his stories he write, he's not writing comics. He's writing movie pitches. Everything he writes, he wrote uh, Kick-Ass. It was a basically first draft for a movie. Wanted, first draft for a movie. Kingsman, first draft for a movie. And everything he's writing in there, that's it. So he's, he's writing this stuff strictly to sell to Hollywood. And only two sales to Hollywood put the sweet in the pot to say, hey, you can market as a comic book movie because comic book movies are hot. So he can raise the price on it when all he's really doing is just writing a rough draft, just writing a script. That's all he's doing. Mm-hmm. But he's selling it and then turn around and selling it for a movie, but making it but he can sell it as a comic book movie, selling it for more. So it's like some kind of some kind of uh con job he's doing right now in Hollywood. And I don't know how I feel about that because people are calling it comic book movies, but it's really not. So I don't know. I think I'm going on too yeah. long about that. <laughs> <laughs> but now we can talk about some other stuff. Had, okay, Eli, have you seen Zack Snyder's new movie? The Little Short? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I mean, I don't know if it was the trailer or if it was the actual movie, so I don't know. I, I think there's an actual movie to it. I think it's longer than that. The thing I saw was like 30 seconds long. But yeah. do you know why Why I'm so shocked? This, this is the reason why I don't like Zack Snyder. Here's the reason I don't like Zack Snyder. Because he shot that thing on a fucking iPhone. <laughs> that shit looks better than a lot of the Hollywood movies. That shit looks better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, it's definitely... And that's, but that's what Zack Snyder does. He fucking digitizes and oversaturates the shit. But I'm just saying, like, like, that shit looks beautiful. That's what, and he did it from an iPhone. Like, how did you do that? That shit looks better than Inhumans. And he was with shot on iMix camera. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, how the fuck does Zack Snyder do that shit on an iPhone? That's what I don't understand. So, yeah. I don't like him because he's too talented. He's got a Mac. He's got that iMac with fucking Final Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he did everything. Yeah, that, that, that does make sense. So, I don't know. Like I said, we can move on from Zack Snyder since we can stick to kind of like the the Warner Brothers side of We can talk about Wonder Woman. And, Eli, have you seen the new petition that, that's going out for Wonder Woman? Uh, yeah, I saw that shit. Okay, have you signed it? Uh, no. Oh, you gotta sign it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about is that there's another position, uh, petition going on because they always work, I know firsthand, uh, about Wonder Woman being bisexual. They say Wonder Woman should be bisexual for the next movie. Uh, I'm yeah, like, I, you dumbasses. I, I thought she already was, yeah. She already is <laughs> bisexual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, could not only have they been hinting at it, like like the original creator hinted at it. I don't even think he hinted it. I think he just flat out said it. But the oh, way yeah. he did it, he did it, it was like no big deal. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, she yeah. had sex with women. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. you know? I'm, I'm married to two chicks. Yeah. He, he's married to two chicks. <laughs> he has a movie coming out where he, his wife has a girlfriend and his girlfriend is his girlfriend. So yeah. 
So obviously it's no big deal to him. He just didn't make it a big deal. Like bisexual wasn't a term. It was just, it yeah. just she just like chicks. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so over the decades, they tried to downplay that stuff. But at the same time, it's always a, a, a writer that sneaks it in. You know, they're always thinking like, oh, like for instance, like I think if she was at a Justice League meeting with the women one time, the women were like, and this was back in the 80s, they were like, uh, Diana, how did you get along for all those years without men? And, you know, Diana just takes a uh, sip of the drink and she, uh, cup and she just says, well, they call it Paradise Island for a reason, you know, <laughs> and nobody said anything after they just kind of let it go from there, you know. Yeah. And then they've been hitting it the entire time for these decades until Greg Rucker, Greg Rucker, who's pretty much been like the Wonder Woman director, you know, Wonder Woman writer for like the last decade or so. She wrote that book where, you know, Wonder Woman beat the shit out of Batman. Go read this shit. I think it's I can't remember the name of it. But he basically came out on Twitter and said, yeah, uh, Wonder Woman's by. She's been by, always been by. That's how she is now. You know, did DC correct them? Nope. They just let it ride. You know, just let it go. Not only that, in the Wonder Woman movie, she hinted at being bisexual. Yeah, she straight up says it. You know. She straight up says it. I mean, without <laughs> actually saying it. She doesn't say but she's I mean, bi, but she's like, yeah, I don't, we don't need dudes. She need appropriate. Right, we don't. I mean, sexual I mean, pleasure doesn't, you know, you don't, you don't need a man for a sexual pleasure. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, if you just you know. pay attention to the movie, she's flat out telling you that, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, uh, Gal Gadot actually, you know, when she found out that one of them was buying the kind of thing, she joked around so like that. She was like, well, uh, if I if I do get a love interest, I'm going to have Barry. <laughs> you know, because I think she was at a war show. And she saw Halle Berry or something like that. Halle Berry is Halle Berry, you know. Yeah. Uh, let me let me just enjoy that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think this is like, yeah, people are kind of making a big deal out of something that's not really that big of a deal you know <laughs> i mean and like i said it's happened before though yeah. i mean like yeah. i said you got you got uh fan reaction saying they want a woman wonder woman to be in a, a bisexual relationship but remember what happened last year with fan reaction remember civil war yeah yeah you had the whole big uh captain bucky thing online going on but of course they got drowned out when cap came a nazi and everybody kind of forgot about that you know <laughs> Uh, we talked about it last week. With, well, actually, we didn't talk about it last week with Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. That, people can say that was like fan, but that wasn't a fan thing. The uh, Bruce Tim, as creepy as he is, he put all this stuff back in the '90s <laughs> cartoon to begin with. You know, so when he finally you said it's official, yeah, they're a couple. Everybody like, oh, we're outraged, we're outraged. Like, were y'all not paying attention to all the stuff that was going on? I mean, he it was all right there. You know, uh, who we got another one. Uh, a lot of people don't completely forget about this. You got Deadpool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Deadpool just does whatever. doesn't care. Have you ever read a Deadpool Spider-Man comic book? Uh, the, that first couple issues. Did I read? How many? Not much of them. I read a couple. Whatever you do. Well, first but off. They, they didn't have sex with each other. No, the they, they didn't have sex with each other. They didn't have sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> At least the books I didn't read. Yeah, I, I didn't see that shit. <laughs> I didn't see that shit. I'm just saying that Deadpool and Spider-Man have some really, really homoerotic shit some going on. romantic, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's past romance. It really is. Like, Deadpool would just say any fucking thing. And Spider-Man would never just say, hey, man, you're taking too far. He never says that. He just, like, just laughs it off or whatever. Like, okay. Like, like whatever you do. Don't Google Spider-Man and Deadpool fan art. Like, don't do it. <laughs> what you see, you will not be able to unsee. Hey there, Parker. You got a sweet ass. <laughs> Parker just giggles and shit. Right. 
Oh man. Like we okay. Now Eli, next week we do have uh the Inhumans coming out. Oh boy. And, <laughs> yeah. So we we finally get a chance to see Eli, they hype this movie. I mean hype this show up so much I have to see it now because you know you know what they're saying now? What's that? They're saying that the show has already been canceled. Oh before it even before it even appeared. Uh premiered. I still I heard it had like a zero percent. But see, here's the thing. The reason they're saying people thinking that cancel the show because now ABC has the posters out, you know, debuting on September 29th. Uh, this will be the complete series. You know, they're putting a complete series on the posters. So they let you know that once this show is done, that's it. <laughs> Don't expect any more inhumans or anything like that. So I'm like, wow, is this show that bad? <laughs> I mean. I don't know. It, 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 because I've, I've seen a lot of people that's been reviewing it. They're saying, yes, it is worse than Iron Fist. So apparently next week, I, it's so bad, I have to see it now. Because they're saying this is going to be the worst thing Marvel has put out, you know, like in the last 10 years or so like that. So I'm curious to see what happens in human. But passing humans, now we can talk about some good stuff. On Netflix, we do have The Punisher coming out. And I know you guys talked about it on Geeks Have, uh, Eli. Yeah. Uh, just a quick synopsis of what you think about The Punisher trailer. I think it looks cool. Um, I can't wait. I just want to see this shit. Just hurry up, man. They didn't fucking. They still haven't announced a date, but uh, still says 2017. So sometime this year, we will get to see this shit. I thought somebody deciphered it because I thought the the trailer was like has some Morse code in it, and somebody deciphered the Morse code or something. Yeah, I didn't. I, I think I heard something about that. It's well, like I said, something about November is supposedly the date. Sometime in November. I don't know. All they said was 2017. That's all they said. Yeah. All I know is yeah. I, I I'm I'm through with the trailers. I'm through with the teasers. I just want to see this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm I'm sold them. Like you don't have to yeah. sell me on a Punisher show. Yeah. I, you know? I, yeah. I was already gonna watch the shit. Now you're just like you know you're just you know fucking give me blue balls showing me all this shit. Right, because it looked like it's gonna be the best show. It looked like yeah. it's gonna just you know out out of all the Netflix shows like this is the one because honestly season two of Dead Devil. To me, Punisher was so good in season two of Daredevil when he wasn't in it, the show sucked. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, maybe the show might have been good if he wasn't in it, but I'm like, if he's not in it, like, why am I watching this shit, you know? But yeah. when he showed, when he appeared back in, like, we, in the in the prison scene, like, any prison scene he had, and we showed with the kingpin, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to watch. I don't give a fuck about any of this shit Daredevil is doing, you know, with the hand Dang. and electrodes, like, like, I don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. Same like, here. this is the show I want right here, so hopefully this is it, because the reason... The reason they need this stuff, apparently so, because you like, have been hearing that the, the Defenders have like the first, the lowest first 30 day numbers of any Netflix Marvel show. Yeah, I'll blame it on Iron Fist. Yeah, I guess you could say a lot of people say Iron Fist was, you know, some bullshit. So since they didn't complete the Netflix series of the other ones, they didn't want to watch this show. Eli, I think this, I think that whole thing is bullshit. Oh, yeah. I think these numbers are bullshit. Oh, really? I really do. I really do. I think these numbers are bullshit because they're saying because keep in mind, Netflix didn't release these numbers. These numbers were released by some third party. And they're saying like not that they, uh, the defenders was, you know, slightly lower. They said it was like significantly lower than the other ones. And I refuse to believe that. I refuse because Eli, do you know anybody that hasn't seen Defenders? Um, I don't think has Anthony seen it. He was on tour when I was on. So maybe he has. Uh, OK. The other, the other geek savage. You know. <laughs> OK. Yeah, but so, he was, so, yeah, but he was busy. <laughs> okay, so but it's saying that he was busy doing stuff. I understand it, it was just a situation like that. Oh, well, yeah, I'm most yeah, most that. of my comic yeah, everyone that I know who reads comics, 
you know, who's into this shit has seen it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, now, whether you liked it or not, that's, that's, that's a whole nother topic, like a topic we've already addressed before. Like some people love this, some people hate it, some people thought it sucked, some people thought it was okay, some people thought it was good. I think for, uh, like, cause it was me, you, and who else was there? Was it Todd? I think it was Todd, yeah. It was Todd there. So for the most part, I think we all, we all generally liked it. Yeah. You know, we didn't want, wouldn't blowed over, you know, by anything like that. But for the most general part, we liked it. But it's funny that as soon as these numbers came out, and and for the most part, when I saw the, when the show first came out, everybody said they pretty much liked it and it was okay like that. But when these numbers came out, all I'm seeing is now everybody on there saying that the show sucked. See, I told you the show sucked. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't go through. Like, where were you people of 30, Days ago, you know, when the show came out, why are you coming out the woodworks now? You yeah. see, Eli, it's the same bullshit we keep talking about. It's the same shit we talked about when, when Spider-Man Homecoming came out, like in the second week when the numbers dropped. And everybody said, oh, well, that's because the movie sucked. No. <laughs> then, the third, then the third week when the numbers went back up, like, oh, yeah, the movie was awesome. Like, come on, man. You can't – you got to stop being influenced by the media. First off, yeah. I think these numbers are bullshit. I don't believe them. Maybe Defenders is the lowest, you know – tracking show out of them but it's not significant no because everybody i know have seen it i, I see i know when people have seen defenders i know some people that haven't seen iron fist that have seen defenders so how is defenders supposed to be lower numbers than iron fist that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever that means these numbers are bullshit because netflix didn't put these numbers out so i i, I just think these numbers are bullshit and, and I, I want to tell people to just stop being influenced by the media and if somebody tells you that something sucks you just all of a sudden forget what you thought from it and you just say it sucks no if you thought it you thought it was good say it's good you thought it sucks say it sucked i think you know, people like being, i i addressed yeah. this like on the other podcast like you know i think people just like to bitch about shit just so they could show off how much they know about shit yeah <laughs> that too or they they want to fit in you know yeah yeah you know, they don't want to have the opinions, you know, to uh, just wait from everybody else. Like, oh, well, if popular opinion says it sucks, then maybe it does suck. Even though popular opinion th- 30 days ago said it was good. Or they or, or they think they're being edgy but not liking some. Oh, everybody likes this. So I'm not going to like it just to piss people off. Oh, those assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look yeah. at me. I want attention. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't like anything you like because I'm an individual. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> I just start tuning those people out because yeah. it's like if you know something is popular, you know they're gonna hate on. Or they're oh, gonna like something nobody else like. Oh, look at me! I like BVS. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! We're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> no, we can talk about it now. <laughs> everybody yeah. don't like it. We kick them. Everybody it's, like BVS. I guess yeah. In, anyway. in this day and age, it's edgy to like BVS now. <laughs> you're oh. bold. You're bold. <laughs> oh, well, like well, this is this the thing I don't understand. Why, if you like BBS, why you got to say BBS uh, is greater than blah, blah, blah? Like, why you got to compare it to another movie? You know, if you like BBS, just like it. Don't say it's better than Civil War. It's better than Winter Soldier. Better than every Marvel movie ever made. Like, come on. You, you know you're saying some bullshit right now. Yeah. Even you don't believe the bullshit coming out your mouth right now. Yeah. And because you know, they're because they're on standby, they got their fucking fingers cocked and ready to start typing some shit. All their pre-made, their pre-prepared answers that they've been holding up for a fucking months. Like this is why. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a long ass explanation. If yeah. you like it, I, you yeah. don't have to justify what you like. If your if your post is longer than five sentences, I ain't reading the whole thing. I re- I'll wait for the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I just might have to start doing Instagram too. With the, with the kids, man, my attention span's fucking just shot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just go on to it, 142 characters. You can't fit it in 142 characters. I don't want to hear shit you got to say. Yeah. Okay, now we can move on from that. Like I said, now we actually 
we were calling this the video game podcast. Now we actually move into the video game podcast. We had to talk about video games at all. And so we're kind of going to talk <laughs> and, about and it. And how much I don't care about them. Yeah. Exactly. That's why we're talking about it. I'm, I'm just doing it to piss you off. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I – go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Eli, I know you got a chance to see this. Did you get a chance to check out the Tomb Raider trailer? No. <laughs> what the <laughs> – like I said, how much I don't care about this <laughs> shit. I have not now even seen. Now you're doing seen, it on purpose to spite me. I have not crap. even seen the Tomb Raider trailer. Wow. The trailer. <laughs> I haven't even seen. I didn't, I didn't even have two minutes. Two I, minutes of your time. Of my time to fucking give a shit about this fucking movie. <laughs> what could I be doing with these other two minutes instead of watching this piece of shit yeah, trailer? Yeah, man. <laughs> I could be watching a Tomb Raider, like, porn parody. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to give my quick thoughts about the trailer because I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Now, okay, now, Eli, did you at least see the old Tomb Raider movies? I saw one of them. I, I you know, one, one of them. <laughs> Aha, got you. Okay, that's all I needed. That's all I need to run with. <laughs> okay, so like I said, you've seen the old Tomb Raider movie. You saw with Anthony and Jolie and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. This one is not based on it. This is the reboot. And okay. not just the reboot, it's an adaptation of the reboot of the video game. So remember how Tomb Raider, you know, they had Angelina Jolie all sexy and she was, you know, uh, fan service for the 14 year old boys, you know, young people like, oh, oh, yeah, Angelina Jolie in this movie and she might be naked. Oh, yeah, I got to see this movie. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't care anything about the plot, anything that actually we just wanted to see Angelina Jolie just bounce around in tunes and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, this is not well, that movie. Of course, because that would be misogynistic and sexist. You, you can't, and, right? In this culture, in PC culture, you can't do that. Yeah, you're not allowed to look at boobs anymore, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so now they have a completely different Tomb Raider. She, I'm not body shaming. I'm not body shaming at all. I'm just saying, Angelina Jolie was Angelina Jolie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. She's not Angelina Jolie. Like Angelina Jolie made Brad Pitt call his wife. <laughs> And tell her, hey, I'm not coming home. You have a nice life. <laughs> and hang up the phone and that's it. What's that, what's that scene in Harlem Nights? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that that's Anthony Jolie in her prime, you know. This isn't that. This is trying to reboot the video game where this she's kind of on the young side, you know. You know, but, you, see, you know what? Before the record, that chick who's playing her, I think she's hot. I mean, I. She was in X Machina. Yeah, she's she's yeah. I think she's good looking broad. <laughs> she's good looking. I'm, I'm I'm not knocking at all. I don't want anybody to think I'm body shaming and stuff like that. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm just saying they're not marketing this movie yeah. as you know for horny fourteen year old boys like yeah. they did for two like the she, she, Angelina Jolie yeah. movie. She's not stripper hot, but yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> exactly. She's, she's like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, you know? I I think she's yeah. I think she's hot. <laughs> Yeah, so they're, they're marketing the movie as they're trying to make it more action-oriented, you know, stuff like they're trying to make make it based on the game. Uh, like I said, the game was awesome. The game was, like, really, really good when they rebooted it. They they basically took you on a journey for her where she was just, like, this little scared girl where she turned into basically, like, female Rambo. Like, she turned into, like, the Terminator or something like that. She was just, like, killing people left and right, shotguns, shooting people, and I was just having fun just murdering people left and right, and I'm like, oh, damn, I'm like a 19-year-old girl. See, I've you know, I played, keep... I, 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 I played, like, one of the old, like, one for the PS1. Oh, like, that's what I'm saying. They changed all this shit. When you, you were, know? like, shooting dinosaurs. Wasn't there, like, a dinosaur or 
something? Yeah, there was a dinosaur in it, and you know, it, it was like a real cheesy ass game. Like, I don't know why the fuck. I know why we were playing those games. Yeah, we were fourteen years old. Well, I was we older. I was a little older than that. But. <laughs> like, we know why we were playing that game, and that's that's bad. They were pixelated boobs, man. They yeah. weren't even like real. They weren't even like uh, yeah. like realistic like they are now. You know? you know, I always chose female characters so I could watch my own ass throughout the whole game. <laughs> Run. <laughs> My own, yes. Pixelated Look. square ass. <laughs> Look, when you're 14, you will find a way. <laughs> like I said, the struggle was real. This was before the internet. Like, I don't want to look at Leon Kennedy's ass. <laughs> look at Claire Redfield's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I, I, I don't know how the game's going to be. All I know is that the game is being, like, very, you know, uh, faithful to the new video game reboot because she looks like she's just ripped right out of the new games, you know, uh, like this badass Tomb Raider, you know, warrior. I'm, I'm known for a fact the game is not going to be – the movie is not going to be as violent as the game is because the game is, like, super violent. Like, Eli, you know, she got this hook right. You know the hook she – you didn't watch the trailer. So, but anyway, she has this hook. <laughs> Like hook, like as in like a like a fish hook or like a right hook as a punch. Well, like a like a climbing hook. Oh, okay. Like, she, like a grappling she hook. Okay. Like a grappling, like a, like a grappling hook, but she used it to like the hook, like she used it like a pike to you know climb things stuff like that in her, in her arm. Well, that same pike she uses to climb stuff with. She you press B in the game, she slices people's throat with it. Oh damn. Yeah, the game is like fucking brutal, man. It's it's like and like she's she's like an she's like a savage in this game like she's she's ridiculous in the game so i know for a fact this movie's gonna be rated pg-13 she's not gonna go this far she's not gonna you know shoot people in the arrows in the eyes she's not gonna kill you know bison for food you know she's not gonna do any of those things she's it's gonna be that it's gonna be a toned down version so i don't know how that's gonna work for a movie if it's gonna translate over but that's basically what they're trying to they're trying to take a toned down version of the the game and turn it into a movie and we'll see how it goes because so far they've been trying to do this with these video games and it hadn't been working. Like I haven't seen the Assassin's Creed movie, but they said it sucked mainly because yeah. they said it was just like the video game. But this one does very much like the video game, so we'll kind of go from there. Um, like I said, we'll see how it goes. Well, maybe I, there, maybe I will watch the trailer. <laughs> you can just just watch the trailer. That's all. I just take two minutes of your time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, like I said, we can move from there. Like I said, we had the video game movie. Now we also had another game come out, which is uh, Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Now, Eli, have you seen anything about this? Yeah, I was tempted to get it the other day, but I, I, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, you and a whole lot of other people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did, like I said, I didn't get the game either. But what I did decide to do, because actually this game is the first Marvel's Capcom game that actually has like a full fledged story mode, you know, with like a like a three hour cutscene stuff like that. So it actually has like a, a lengthy story mode with a whole lot of stuff going on. Okay. So that's what Capcom is doing with the game because they have to step their game up with, you know, with Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Even Tekken has taken their game to a whole nother level. So they they're forced to do this stuff now. And I'm sitting here watching the game and I'm like, eh, it's okay. You know, the story mode is like super, super cheesy. You know, it's Capcom doesn't take their story modes as seriously as these other games do. Like like Injustice literally is the best DC movie I've seen in like the last 10 years. Yeah, that was pretty seven years. I put like that seven years because the game was just that good. It's like it's like the the Batman v Superman movie that we should have got. Like they (laughs) put that on screen like that movie would have made a billion easily, easily, Mm -hmm. you know. 
And but I'm watching Marvel's Capcom. I'm watching them fight, and it's so cheesy. The dialogue is bad. The animation looks ugly. Oh, uh, the story makes no fucking sense. Like they team up with Thanos. Like what the fuck? Like why did Thanos just kill everybody? Like as soon as he see him, no, he teams who, up with them so they can fight somebody else. Who teams up? Just Thanos. Thanos. Who? Who? Like Thanos. Thanos teams up with who? Like the good guys. Okay. Right. <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> like Ultron does something like Ultron is there. He kidnaps Thanos for his own purposes. The Th- heroes. Thanos gets kidnapped by Ultron. Right. <laughs> you just see you make it make it sound even stupid if I say it out loud. <laughs> so that's the type of story we have here. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's, it's just it, it was cheesy. It had its moments like that, but the story was like so like what the fuck is going on? You know? Like Marvel like Marvel's Capcom and here's the reason I'm not gonna get the game. Now the thing is, like if you buying a fighting game for the story mode, you're doing it wrong. You don't buy a fighting game for story mode because the story mode is really just after the fact. You buy the game for the fighting. Yeah. Now and for the characters and things like that. Now I'm not gonna support Marvel's Capcom because I feel like for a fact they are you know, half-assing this game compared to the games we had before. It has less characters than Marvel's Capcom 3. It has less players on screen than Marvel's Capcom 3. You have a DLC already planned out in advance with characters that I'd rather play with than this bullshit that they threw in the game to begin with. Like, man, so there, there are no X-Men characters. Like, how are you not going to have Wolverine in Marvel's Capcom movie? That's like... Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, okay, that's I, a deal break. I'm not, I'm, a deal. I'm not getting it. <laughs> that is a deal break. No Deadpool. I didn't know, no I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, I, but remember, I said that I, I said it when the when the game was announced. I like watch. They're not gonna have these guys in there, and they're not in there, and they're not even gonna be announced in there. There's no fan six four in, in the game. They sucked anyway. Oh, uh, there's no, no Doctor Doom, but no Deadpool. Like seriously, no after Deadpool. that after that fucking movie, you're not gonna uh. exactly. Deadpool, one of my favorite characters on the on the last game. No Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom was my favorite character in the other Marvel's Capcom game. Foot die, foot die, foot die. That <laughs> shit was so fucking awesome, man. And now you telling me I can't play this in this game? Like, come on, man. I can't. I, yeah, I see Marvel uh, Capcom is cutting corners and half-assing these games, and you got two players instead of three players, and they simplified the controls. And I'm not gonna support this. Sh- I'm not gonna support this shit when you have other games that have, you know. Uh, that are at a less price, with more characters in them, with better gameplay mechanics, with better graphics, with a better story, better story mode. I can't support this bullshit they're doing, especially with Injustice just came out a few few weeks uh, months ago, destroying Marvel's Capcom, Tekken destroying Marvel's Capcom, and then Eli, have you seen the Dragon Ball Fighters game? I've seen clips of it. Yeah, my kid, my like I said, my kid's a big, huge DBZ fan, and he wants to get yeah. He's well, I'm a DBZ fan too, so me and your kid gonna play the fuck out that game. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this shit. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna. I, I can't, I can't support Marvel's Capcom and then look at you know these other fighting games support it. I can't do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm protesting. If you want to call it that, I'm boycotting Marvel's Capcom. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds shitty. I mean, yeah, Wolverine was one of my favorite characters. Obviously. Right. This you is know. the first game. The from, first Marvel's Capcom game. He's from, not the, from the get-go. I mean, even when it was up, before, he was like when it was in the arcade, you know? That's what I'm saying. He was in all those games. Like, <laughs> yeah. If like, no other player was in the game, he was in there. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, and then they had Black Panther as, as uh, downloadable content to be announced later on. That's what that's what did it for me. I'm like, no, fuck this game. Fuck this game. <laughs> he, he's in the cinematic, you know, story mode. Like, you see him. Can't play him. Yeah. 
I'm like, man, fuck this shit, man. You're not, I, mean, I can't support this. Yeah, shit, I mean, so yeah, but, like, now that I think about it, I had to buy, you know, part three twice because there was right. the first one and then they released the second one and had Ghost Rider and all those. Other, I was like, really? I, and I, I had to go buy it twice so well, I could play Ghost Rider. <laughs> Yeah, well, here's the thing. I didn't buy the game when it first came around. I was going to wait for it to go down in price. Then when they released the new game, like, well, I'll just go buy that one. <laughs> so I can see why people were pissed about that, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So but like I said, we can move on past that. And, Eli, we got some bad news, something we should have talked about earlier. Not earlier on this podcast, but earlier like in other podcasts, is that Toys R Us is going out of business. Well, or it's in bankruptcy right now. Yeah. So – they're still in business right now, but we all seen this before. The, the, the drain is circling. You know, the buzzers are flying. We know what's coming, you know, so it's only a matter of time before Toys R Us has to shut the doors too. Just like all these other retail stores that's going out also. But the reason I want to talk about this now is because they, I, I, I saw this article on LinkedIn. Yes, I'm a part of LinkedIn. I'm a part of the scene, you know, so <laughs> they have, they have some story, uh, on why they think that Toys R Us is going out of business or why retail stores is hurting in general. Uh, one reason they said that hurting in I'm trying to remember the, what it was. They're saying unboxing videos are hurting Toys R Us. You know how you walk on YouTube and you yeah. watch all these these videos like unboxing this, unboxing that? They said that was the part of the reason people like to go to Toys R Us is because they can go to Toys R Us and look at the boxes and look at, you know, and wonder about what was in the box. But now they just watch it on YouTube. They can see everything they need to see. It takes all the you know, the mystery out of what you're buying because you know what you're buying now. Yeah. So they're saying that's kind of hurting Toys R Us also. Uh, another thing hurting Toys R Us, they're saying, is a major part of hurting Toys R Us is video games. Because oh. if you think about it, Eli, you know, when we grew up, you know, we actually played with action figures, toys, yeah. you know. Star yeah. That was why Star Wars was, like, huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, He-Man – Transformers, you know, G.I. Joe, you know, that's what we took Thundercats. That's what we grew up on. So we had the toys in our hand and we used our own imagination. But now these kids nowadays, they have video games, which pretty much replicate the stuff that we had to like. They don't have Star Wars toys. They have Star Wars Battlefront, you know, that more or less do the same thing that we did when we were growing up, except it's, you know, in high def, you know. Yeah, I have kids. My kid was the same way. I tried to buy him. Cool, I got a kid now. I got an excuse to go to the toy section. But he did not give a shit about action figures or anything. (laughs) You know, he wanted to be the the, the, the characters. Like, he was really into the first Iron Man movie. And I tried to get him Iron Man toys. And I got him, you know, he didn't want an Iron Man figure. He wanted the helmet and the fucking gloves and shit. When you find out that they don't actually make him fly, he was like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) like like when we were growing up that's all we had we didn't have anything else so we had to use our imagination with this so no we didn't make them fly we just took our hand and just he's flying you know that's what we did sound effects yeah do your sound effects dude do an explosion sound effects (laughs) as long as I did it you know (laughs) that's how I used to do it you know yeah machine gun That's how I used to do it. So, yeah. You know, oh, he's dead. You know, and you get the red crayon, and then you and you put the bullet wound in his. <laughs> oh, dude, That's I used stuff. to custom make guns and shit. I would like right. take scissors and like cut cut down handles and like take little fucking like pieces of tape and make the the handles fatter so they could fit in their hand better. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that. 
that's the stuff we grew up with. You know? yeah. But here's the thing. I was reading a documentary a, a while ago, and basically saying, like, now I know you don't, I know you remember this, but I know you didn't touch it. Remember Teddy Ruxman? Oh, yeah. My kid, my brother had that shit. Yeah. Exactly. Teddy Ruxman. Now, here's the thing. Nintendo actually used Teddy Ruxman to, to get their way into, uh, into the Toys R Us. What they did is that I think they did may have some kind of deal where they helped market Teddy Ruxman, and then the next year they Mattel helped market Nintendo also. But basically, Nintendo was so huge they couldn't move Teddy Ruxman anymore, and that's why the next year you couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, so man. basically, like yeah, video games kind of did kill the toy market, you know. And if you kill the toy market, you kill Toys R Us. So yeah, it's well, just been a slow death just coming, you know, all this all because video games is getting bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger where toys are, uh, yeah. you know, can it also be out. that fucking action figures are like 20 fucking bucks now? <laughs> that could be too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> See, when we, when we bought, well, we didn't buy them. My parents bought them, stuff like that. But when we broke them, we were like, oh, it was just broken. We should buy another one. Yeah. These days, you can't break those toys. Yeah, you can't even play with them. You can't, take you can't them even play box. with them. It's <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> what the fucking point? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then the last one, the last one they said, and, again, and this is the obvious one, Amazon. You know, that's oh, that's pretty simple yeah, right there. Yeah. You can just file this shit on Amazon. You can just go there and just buy it, and that's it. So, yeah, all this stuff is like killing Toys R Us right now. And, yeah, it was a big deal when we were growing up because I know my, my parents used to take me to Toys R Us once a week, you know, just buy whatever toy I wanted to. So it was a big deal for me. But, yeah, these kids now, they know nothing about Toys R Us. Probably wouldn't step foot in it. They probably wouldn't know what a toy looks like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like they'll, just build one. they'll just build one on Minecraft. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, But that's the kind of imagination they have now. So we can move on from that. So that was the part of the video game section. Uh, Eli, you made it through. I did. Good job. That <laughs> wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> now we can move on to the part of the section that actually pays bills. We can talk about comic books. And we get, did get a chance to read some comic books. And, uh, Eli, I know you got a few you want to talk about. You want to, uh, I guess you can go first. Okay. Well, I read a couple. Um, I'll save, cause you read a metal tie in too, didn't you? Yeah, I read a metal tie in. Okay. I'll save, I'll save that one for you. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, well, first one, I, I guess I'll start off with was, uh, Wonder Woman and Conan. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't so know that was a thing, but okay. Yeah. It's a crossover with DC and Dark Horse. Um, it was uh, it was it was okay. It was interesting. Wait, they still do company crossovers. What's that? They still do company crossovers. I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, did, well, they got the Shadow and uh, Batman and uh, oh, TMNT and yeah, yeah, and TMNT, yeah, Ninja Turtles and Batman, what have you. Um, but yeah, but uh, Dark Horse. I mean, well, Conan used to be with Marvel, but now he's. Well, He's now yeah, he's Conan Dark jumps around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so now he's with Dark Horse. So it's a Dark Horse DC crossover. Um, basically, it looks like it's, you know, I thought it was going to be like them fighting each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, um, Gail Simone is writing it, and it seems like it's a love story. So that seems okay. A, um, I uh, was thrown off a little bit. I was like, whoa, okay. I, I thought, you know, I was thinking they were going to start kicking each other's ass and um but as it turns was out it, was it like red song you where you have to best me in battle uh no it was basically like somehow um they knew each other's as kids so that's and conan is always sort of how being, because they were they grew up in the in fantasy land <laughs> She never met a man before. What? I don't know. I don't know. 
and, and uh, there's there's like a flashback scene where they're at they're they're, they're at the uh, uh, what's what's uh, Conan's uh, people called Sumerians or whatever. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there's a scene where yeah there's a scene where Conan meets this little girl. You know, uh, he calls her Yana, which would I guess be short for Diana. Diana. Um, and, and you can just tell that he's always been enthralled with her, and so um. Uh, later, as he grows up, he hears about uh, he rescues this uh, this um, this guy who's being uh, tortured by these like other barbarian guys, and um, he saves them. The guy basically says, "Hey, if you save me, I'll give you a bunch of gold." Conan, of course, decapitates these assholes, and the guy's like, "Okay, well, I don't have the gold on me, but if you come with me, I'm gonna win gold in this like these in this uh, gladiator matchups. You know, I bet a bunch of money on this on on um, on these fighters. And then he goes there. They go to the gladiator arena, and um, it's a bunch of dudes versus Wonder Woman, who she's not called Wonder Woman. She's called like the Wicked Witch or the or the or the Wonder Witch. I think yeah, I think it was the, the the one the, the Wonder Witch. I think that it's still a WWE. Um, okay. And it and Conan's like, oh shit, I remember that chick, you know. So uh, the guy ends up loot because he bet on the guys to beat her, and of course Wonder Woman kicks their asses and shit. And um, so the guy loses his money and shit. But then Conan decides to go and free her, and um, and then of course he gets captured. So that's kind of right right where it ends, where they're both getting captured and they're half and they're gonna have to face off in the arena together. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of that's where the first issue ended, but yeah, like I said, it seems to be more of a love story, you know. So which is, I, I guess, pe- it's been getting a lot of flack. These Conan fans are like, "Fucking Conan doesn't fall in love with anybody." Yeah, blah, blah, Conan blah, blah. doesn't fall in love. He like, you know, but but actually, he, he actually has in in a lot of the old comics and in the original stories. He's actually has had loves, you know. Um, and and of course, women are like, "Oh, Wonder Woman would never." Blah 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 with Conan, and I was like, "Well, she went with Superman." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not I was like, Conan? Well, yeah, why not Conan? I mean, if she's gonna be with the dude, she's got to be with like one of the baddest of all asses, and who's you know who better than Conan? So yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't say anything when she was trying to bang Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it it seems interesting. I'm I'm I'm, I'm hasn't lost me yet. Uh, I'll give it a three out of five just because uh, I'd like to see where it goes. You know, art art was pretty cool. It's it's you know. Uh, fantasy, you know, beheadings and gore and shit. So, yeah, it, it, it seemed like one of those books you got to suspend your disbelief because, you know, okay, her meeting him, meeting Diana as a child, that doesn't, that's like completely against Wonder Woman lore, but whatever. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to turn a blind eye and stuff like that and just enjoy the story, you know, just see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we, I guess I can go next. Uh, since you started with Wonder Woman, Conan, I guess I can start with my female version of the book also. I guess we have, uh, Miss Marvel Legacy Number One. Okay. Uh, yeah, my actually my very first time reading a Miss Marvel book, uh, any Miss Marvel book. Kamala Khan. So said, yeah, Kamala Khan or oh, okay. or Daredevil, either one. Okay. <laughs> first oh, time reading. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's about Kamala Khan and it's about Kara Daniels. So basically, you know, they team up. Hey, are you keeping up with the Legacy books in general? No. <laughs> And I was going to talk about, I guess I didn't really give a fuck and didn't talk about it. But the reason, basically the legacy books, and I read a bunch of them, they're basically like the old heroes and the heroes everybody hates. They team up, <laughs> they meet each other, and then the, the hero everybody hates, you know, goes back to regular time, learning some kind of, you know, history lesson or something like that, oh, you know. Okay. Yeah, so as you as you can tell, 
people are hating these books. <laughs> okay. Oh, SJW Marvel. Like, shut the fuck up, man. Just enjoy the book and see where it goes. Anyway, let's get back to the review. Now, like I said, I'm just going to break down the book real quick. Basically, what we have is that uh, in the vanishing point, like I was saying, in, uh, I think, Secret Empire, number 10, whatever like that, uh, the cubic girl took all the heroes and took them to this uh, time-traveling thing, the vanishing point, and that's where all these legacy books come from. So Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, pops up in, it looks like 1970s Marvel, but they never really say, they give a, a date of it, but you can kind of tell it's 1970s Marvel. And... She's looking around. She's seen everybody wearing these weird ass, weird ass clothes. Like, why are they wearing these clothes? You know, uh, I need to wear something to like not look in, inconspicuous. You know, because she's wearing her superhero clothes in, in broad daylight and Marvel. They're all, they're all so, gonna think she's Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. <laughs> and so she walks into this clothing store and she's like, I need to buy some clothes. I had twenty dollars on me. What can I buy with twenty dollars? Like twenty dollars. Like you buy anything you want. You can buy a whole <laughs> outfit. You know, because it's 70s Marvel, you know, so she's like, okay, cool. So she walks out, but you can see on there, it said Van Dyne's fashion, because, you know, Wasp was a fashion designer back in the 70s or 80s, whatever like that. So she walks with this 70s outfit and stuff like that. And while she's walking down the street, she bumps into Peter Parker. Peter Parker, like, hey, uh, watch out, lady. I got to find pictures of Spider-Man. You know, how rude, you know. But she didn't have time to figure that out because... Jay J, J Jonah Jameson grabs her and brings her into the Daily Bugle. She's like, oh, you're late. You're my new intern. You're late. You got to uh, go upstairs, you know, uh, for your interview. She's like, okay, whatever. Because, you know, it's one of the weird Marvel stories. So she uh, goes up to the interview, and apparently the interview she's in, well, not even interview. She has a meeting to go to, and the meeting she's going to is led by Carol Danvers. Now, for those that are familiar with Carol Danvers' backstory, of course, she was this uh, U.S. Air Force pilot. But in the 70s, she quit being USF for a pilot so she can run a, a magazine. And it was woman's magazine. So it was a, she was a woman's magazine editor. And J. Jonah Jameson was her boss that, you know, was owned by the Daily Bugle. So basically, yeah, that's that's what they did back in the 70s. So basically, her her magazine is floundering. It's it's falling. It's losing sales left and right. They, they think about to shut the door. So she's having a meeting like, OK, what do we need to do to keep this uh, magazine up the flow? Do we? Because we don't know what to write about. Do we write about, you know, women's live, you know, women's freedom? Or do we write about, you know, do-it-yourself home makeup tutorials? We don't know. We don't know what women want, you know. And she's looking around the room like, somebody has some answers. You, new girl. And she pointed to Camille Khan. What do we need to do? You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, she said some stupid shit like uh, a protesting unicorn or some shit like that. Everybody looks at the stupid or whatever. But before they can continue the meeting, they get interrupted by a supervillain. And the supervillain's name is Night Scream. Now, Night Scream is this Shi'ar uh, assassin, whatever like that. But she's in on Earth because they always get, you know, defect to Earth, whatever like that. And she tells Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers, I've come to buy your company. Like, how do you mean you're going to buy my company? So she's not really there to fight her. She's just there to buy her company. But they made her look like an evil supervillain, you know. And she's like, no, you can't buy my company. Like, I, I can buy your company because your company is failing right now. And matter of fact, it's not even really your company. It's J. Jonah James's company. Because he owns your company. So, and we already talked. I'm going to buy your company in a couple of days anyway. We're about to sign the ink and paperwork. She's like, well, and she tells her whole staff, including Camilla Khan, look, I need a story to keep, you know, Women's Magazine going. Because if not, J. Jim Jansen is going to sell, sell my company from underneath me. So all of you get out of here and get me a story, you know. So everybody leaves. But while she leaves, Carol Damage, you know, turns into miss marvel because she goes fight night screen or whatever like that because she knows she's like really really a bad guy and that's how miss marvel shows up so first miss marvel and the new miss marvel they team up they fight night screen blah 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 whatever like that and i guess miss marvel you know 
still doesn't understand what to do with her magazine. She knows her magazine uh, doors are going to close eventually. So Camilla Khan comes with a brilliant idea. I know what kind of story to write. And then she borrows like a typewriter or something like that. And she brings uh, Carol Danvers back a paper like this is going to save your paper if you run this story. And basically her story was about uh, becoming like a, a, a new, new woman, woman in today's society. You know, you know, like, like uh, what, what kind of makeup, makeup can today's, today's revolutionary woman wear? So, so it's, it's kind of like bridging the gap between, between you know, between an uh, independent woman and being a woman that cares about you know, her parents, things like that. So, so it's like bridging the gap. She's basically saying, oh, where I come from, you know, she don't say it's 2017, but where I come from, that's what women do. You know, they can have, they can be independent, but they can choose how they, you know, they can be fun, have fun also. They can, you know, bridge the gap. Like, okay, I never thought about that. She decided to run the story. J. Jonah Jameson, Jameson reads the story. He's like, you know what? The story is so good. I'm going to leave the uh, doors open on the women's, ma- women's magazine for a little while longer. And when she said that, you know, of course, she reneged on the deal. Night Scream, who she was going to buy, gets super pissed off. She crashed through the Daily Bugle, you know, fights everybody. You know, uh, Miss, the both Miss Marvels, they team up. They beat Night Scream. And, yeah, that's that's it. So, uh, Miss Marvel teleports back to the regular time. Now, did you like it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Here's the thing. I thought the story was okay. I didn't hate it. It was by G. G. What was her name? G. Willow Wilson. G. Jello Wilson. Yeah. Her. It was written by her. So I read the story and I was like, eh, it's okay. I, I, I. But if you go online and you read any other YouTube review about this story, oh, Eli, they are pissed. They hate it. They say this is represent everything we hate about Marvel. There pandering and his propaganda and his SAW. I even saw a guy rip the issue up on his YouTube page and burn it. I'm like, <laughs> it's not that bad, man. <laughs> like, I don't understand why they get so butthurt over this stuff, man. I, I get it, yeah, the story had a, a social commentary, because you could almost say the whole thing she was doing with, what Karen Dan was doing with Women's Magazine was almost like what Marvel is doing right now. Yeah, they don't like these stories we're making. They're about to shut the doors. We need to do something different, so. Yeah. It was, it was okay. It's complete. Honestly, all of these legacy books have been completely forgettable. Like, I haven't seen one recently I read that was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. No, they're, they're basically, they're all filler books right now mm-hmm. until something else comes along. That DC, I mean, that BC 1 million, Avengers 1 million or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, holding I, everybody off till I then. Don't, so. I don't give a shit about that either. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just, I just want to, I don't know why I want to talk about the book. I just want to talk about just whatever. But yeah, you, you, you're going with the next book. <laughs> Okay, well, what's your what's your rating, man? Oh, three out of five. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna burn it up and 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 tear it up and eat it or anything like whatever these other assholes are doing online. So. Okay. Well, my next book was Nightwing number twenty nine. It is a Dark Knight's metal tie-in, um, and it pretty much picks up where the last metal tie-in, the Teen Titans book, uh, left off. Oh, you, really? Okay. Yeah, where you had Damien. Um, who was fighting through the labyrinth. Basically, you know, what's going on in Dark to refresh everybody's memory, the Dark Knight Metal storyline, this dark multiverse has creeped up into this world and has turned Gotham into this sort of hell on earth. Um, Batman has vanished. They don't know if he's dead or alive or if somebody replaced him. With, uh, but either way, there's like evil demon Batman that are running around. And one of these Batmen... The Dark Knights. Yeah, the Dark Knights, yes. 
One of these is called The Batman Who Laughs, which is basically a, a Batman version of the Joker. Right. Um, and so he's been giving these metal cards to, you know, the bat- Batman's rogue gallery. In, the last, in Teen Titans, he gave a, a card to Riddler, who turned Arkham Asylum into this giant labyrinth. With uh, with a big giant uh, robot Minotaur that uh, Damien had to fight through, um, and he ended up teaming up with Harley, Killer Croc, and Green Arrow. And at the end of that book, they run into Nightwing. Okay. And um, who has been investigating these out? Uh, it turns out that Mister Freeze has been giving a card also by the the Batman Joker guy, uh, and he's turned this. Uh, area of Gotham into like a frozen wasteland. And right away they, they fight this ice giant. So that's like the first scene. Um, okay. and they, and, Was um, the ice giant made by Mr. Freeze? Yep. And that's where they go. They find, uh, they find Mr. Freeze in the inner circle of Gotham. Um, they end up finding these stash of weapons uh, that, um, that were left by the court of owls, because as you know, the court of owls have been predicting this. This whole event was supposed to happen, that this demon was going to come and all this shit. So they've been preparing for this. Did they show up in Batman Metal? Yeah, they did. They've been been preparing for this. So they find a stash of all these like medieval weapons, all these swords and axes and shit. Arrow, of course, arrows for Green Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) So they fight. So they get all these weapons and they start fighting. Now, side plot, the Teen Titans and the Suicide Squad. They've been sort of um, been preoccupied with everybody rioting, all these mob kind of everyone's going crazy in, in Gotham City. It's this big hell on earth, you know, wasteland now. And so the Teen Titans and Suicide Squad have been sort of dealing with, with everybody, all these rioters. Um, they end up getting captured. They end up fighting the crows. Now, the, the, the evil versions of Robin, you know, uh, yeah, the, the Batman Joker guy has these little Robins. They're all demonic, and they just say crow. So crow, been, crow, crow. Yeah, right. I've been just calling them crow, not Robins. They're crows. So <laughs> they fight. They fight. The crows fight the uh, um, Teen Titans and the Suicide Squad, and um, basically they get captured. At the end of this issue, it shows uh, yeah, Damien and Harley and Killer Croc, Green Arrow, the team, Nightwing. That they they happen upon. Um, the, the Teen Titans and Suicide Squad, but they're all demonic versions of themselves. Okay, just like the crows. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that's where the book ends. So I believe the next, this is going to continue, and I, I think a Suicide Squad tie-in. So, um, that makes yeah. sense. so the Teen Titans and Suicide Squad were like in the same room teaming up together and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, the, so the Suicide Squad no longer is secretive. Everybody just knows who they are now. Yeah, yeah. So they're out in the, yeah. So yeah, it was isn't like I said, this is another fun fun book. I mean, you know, these little side stories that are going on beside the, you know, along the bat, uh, the Dark Knight metal. I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're really they're a lot of fun. I'm, I'm I'm into it, you know. And yeah, it's metal as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's culture appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so so what do you give it? What do you give it? I give it a four out of five. I mean, and, and it goes into I mean, because it's the Nightwing book. I mean, you see, there's there's actually a moment where where uh, where Dick is having a sort of identity crisis because because when they find the Court of Owl stash of weapons, because as you might well know, Dick Grayson was actually supposed to be one of the Court of Owl's next 
talons or whatever. Right, because they that? kept ra- drafting his uh yeah. his 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 ancestor. Did you read the book where he fought his grandfather? I didn't. Oh, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's moments of that in there. That I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. So you get a little insight to you know Dick Grayson kind of fighting with who he is as you know where you know his destiny because he was destined to be. The court, one of a weapon for the court of owls, so that you right. know, there's some cool shit going on here. So yeah, I right. Know. Like his parents were supposed to be one of the court of owls, but they died before the answer got changed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, interesting shit. So yeah, yeah. But like I said, it's all Scott Snyder stuff. So he wrote to begin with, so it's all in his wheelhouse. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I, we're gonna continue on with the the Dark Knight Metal crossover because I got another tie-in I want to talk about with Dark Knight Metal, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go ahead and say this is the book of the week because I love this fucking story. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, and you know what? Go ahead and spoil. I it, I couldn't find this one. Like, you I, man, this book I is couldn't. Awesome. When I went to go get it, it was gone, and I was like, "Shit!" So I didn't get a chance to read this. <laughs> okay, so I'm just let you know. I'm not going to spoil the shit out of this book, but I'll go ahead and talk about what this book is. This book is uh Batman Red Death number one, and like uh-huh. I said, it's the Dark Knight's uh tie-in, Metal's tie-in also. And basically, how this book started, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. So yeah, fuck it. here yeah. we go. Okay, <laughs> now the book starts off. On Earth 52, because you know there's 52 un- uh, uh, Earths in the multiverse, because why not? Grant Morrison, whatever. Okay. So they started with the uh, the Earth 52, and for some reason we see like the Earth is about to be destroyed. The skies are red. They see planets in the skies and like that, because they know it's about to go, you know, about to blow up. And what we see is Flash being chased down by Batman. Like, what the fuck is The Flash. Like- <laughs> yeah, right. Also, like, is, this, is this the Flash version of Batman now? No, this is like Batman, Batman. Oh, really? <laughs> like what the fuck is anyway? And, and but Batman is chasing after Flash, but he has all of like the rogues weapons and stuff. Like he's got like boomerangs and like uh, uh, Captain Cold's gun and you know all all this crazy shit. And oh, oh, Flash is rogues. Flash is rogues, right? Okay, right. okay, okay. <laughs> Batman has all the Flash's rogues weapons, yeah. and he's chasing Flash, and Flash is like. And he's the reason he's taking the flag. He's like, uh, Flash, you're going to give me the speed force. So he's telling him he's going to give him, he, like, he wants the speed force from Flash. That's why he's chasing him. And, and Flash, like, you're not going to fight me with the rogues' weapons. Because the rogues have tried to fight me with the rogues' weapons. They couldn't beat me. So what makes you think you're going to beat me? And Batman's like, you know what? I'm you got Batman. Because <laughs> yeah, well, Batman. But as you got a point. So for some reason, out of nowhere, the Batmobile shows up. But it's like a huge, like you know, the uh, the Dark Knight Returns, like Bat Tank. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Like he tries to run over Flash with that shit. You know, like of course Flash dodges shit like that. But of course, you know, a, a Flash Batman fight it goes expecting how you ex- expect it to go. So Flash takes out Batman super quick, knocks him down, but doesn't take him down. He's like, Bruce, I can help you. I understand because in in this in this world, all the Robins are dead. They don't explain how they're dead. They're just dead because he keeps naming all of them: Damian, Dick, Tim, blah blah blah, whatever you know. And he's like, Bruce, I can help you. And, and Batman was like, Thanks, Barry. I can always depend on your uh, compassion. And right when he says that, he stabs him in the leg with the uh, with the ice serum that he got from Mister Freeze. Oh, okay. And he was like, okay, now this ice sand from Mr. Freeze, of course, is going to freeze the blood in your body. That's what, you know, Mr. Freeze used to uh, say, put Nora in an ice coma. Now, of course, I know your body's going to burn through this ice serum in three seconds, but I don't even need three seconds. <laughs> so, of course, he beats the fuck out of <laughs> in like 2.5 seconds, whatever, like that. And Flash just wake, you know, blacks out and then wakes back up. When Flash wakes up, he is tied to the hood of the Batmobile. Okay. Yeah, the reason he's tied to the Batmobile because Batman tells him, oh, I just want you to know that uh, I've been studying your cosmic treadmill, 
and the engine of the Batmobile, I replaced it with that. So it can access the speed force with your power. You're like, wait, wait, you can't do that. Uh, we can't enter the speed force like that. Yeah, probably can't. But let's do it anyway. So then he drives the Batmobile at flash super speed, you know, enters the speed force. Uh, Barry Allen, of course, you know, turns into like bone and skeleton and meat and shit like that and disappears. And Batman is just like laughing his ass off like, ah, ha, 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 ha. and then they both disappear, you know, into the speed force. Now, the, uh, some time passed. They don't really say how much time passed, but time has passed enough. They say that Gotham is basically in the, the worst crime spree it has ever gone with. You hear the police screaming on the, uh, the intercom, send backup. We need backup. And like, they killed the backup. You know, everybody's dead and stuff like that. Uh, all the Gotham criminals are running crazy. Scarecrow is, you know, chopping up people and hitting them with fear gas. And then out of nowhere, uh, Mr. Uh, not Mr. Freeze. Scarecrow gets chopped in half. He like karate chopped in half by the Red Death. And of course, you know the Red Death is Batman and Flash into one guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he chopped. He karate chops him in half with just one quick sword. And the thing is, like the Red Death, you know how Flash has this like yellow streak when he runs. Uh huh. The Red Death leaves a trail of bats when he runs. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what happened. And so he realized, okay. So I'm going to save Gotham. So he does something, and, and obviously I guess he kills, like, every bad guy in Gotham, like, instantly, because he just says, like, Gotham is saved. So he does the same thing with uh, Flash. Then that, that guy you're talking about, the man who laughs or the clown who laughs or whatever, that guy, yeah. he shows up, mm-hmm. you know. And he tells Red Death, he's like, oh, my God, Barbados has sent me to collect you because your world is about to die, you know, because his world's got all kind of storms and shit going on. He can see the, the Earth. But I can take you to another planet that's not going to die, and you can stay there. Oh, really? And he just goes with him. Of course, you know, he goes to the Earth we are at now. And, of course, you know, it's just like you said in the Teen Titan story, Batman has been missing. Nobody can find him. Everybody thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, they got all kind of storms going on. Riots and everything are breaking out. And they uh, they they are in Coast City. And it, it, Flash is gone. Nobody knows where Flash is at. But Wally West is there, you know, eating with Iris, eating ice cream with Iris. And they're like, yeah, uh, Superman told every superhero on the planet that if you see Batman – let him know, you know, if you can find him. And but it's like, yeah, he's not gonna come to Coast City. Everybody knows Batman's not gonna come to Coast City. But then all of a sudden, bam, the Red Death shows up in Coast City. You know, Wally West tries to stop him, but of course, uh, Red Death does something to him where he like zaps his speed from him. But not only does he zaps his speed, he like ages him or like decays him or something like that. He not only does that to Wally West, he does it to Iris also, like decays both of them. And but when he does that, then Barry Allen shows up. The Flash shows up. All of a sudden, he was like, I don't know who you are or who you think you are, but you're going to get out of my city right now. And then he hears the Red Death talk. He was like, wait, is that Bruce? Bruce, is that what happened to you? Is that why you disappeared? And then, of course, the Red Death takes off running. Bear's like, yeah, that's not going to work. I'm the fastest man of flyer. So he runs after him, but somehow that bat trail or something, somehow it slows him down. And then all of a sudden, he can't run anymore. And uh, when he can't run, he stops running. Then Red Death goes back up to him. And they don't really show what happens to Flash afterwards, but Red Death's best like, you know, uh, Flash, I'm here to take over the city. And you hear the man who laughs is laughing and basically is like all kind of shit getting fucked up. So basically the Red Death is taking over Coast City, basically. I guess it's kind of like a cool one shot with like that. And they didn't mm-hmm. really say what happens to Barry Allen. But, yeah, it's just more set up. They, they don't explain anything what happened to Batman. Just that's that's basically the story of the Red Death. So, yeah. Oh, cool. What's the rating? Rating, I give it a, I give it a four out of five because if you didn't read the red, if you didn't read the story and just read Dark Knight Metal, it wouldn't matter because at the end of the day, he's just another Batman that shows up, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just a cool story just watching this killer Batman, you know, chasing 
you know, playing. It's just like an insane, crazy story. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah so especially tied him to the hood of the Batmobile, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I'm saying, I'm digging all these tie-ins. I mean, this is like one of the few events where, like, I'm actually looking forward to the tie <laughs> Right, yeah, because the cause they're, they're fleshing out the, the entire world of this, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the actual Dark Knight Metal story is just going to get even more insane. So I'm kind of seeing, you know, where they're going to go with it because now Batman is, is gone. You know, yeah. it's just these crazy fuckers running around now. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, did did he... Did he die or did this Batman who – is this Batman who laughs some sort of version of him or, you know, right. came oh, to well, replace what's, what's, him, replacing him? Or, it's, it's weird. It's fucking nuts. Right. Or oh, what's the story with Doomsday Batman, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's coming, yeah. And like I said, uh, do we have any more books to talk about? No, that's all I got. That's all we got. Okay. Like I said, that pretty much wraps up the uh, video game and the comic book portion of the show. And I want to save this for the very end of the show, because I want to weigh the show down with anything. But I guess we did want to talk about the uh, the NFL kneeling whole situation. There's something I did want to talk about the entire time, but I didn't find the right time to do it. And, of course, with all this shit going on right now, I feel like I almost have to say something about it. Now, like I said, everybody turns on the news and they see protesting going on. And I don't want to know and I want to tell everybody one thing that this protesting going on has nothing to do with what it originally started with. This has this protest has nothing to do with Kaepernick. It has nothing to do with what he was kneeling for, which is police brutality. It has nothing to do with racial profiling. You know, nothing to do with any stuff or the accountability of holding police officers accountable for not being good at their job. It has nothing to do with that. This is all about uh, Donald Trump. That's what it's all about because he went on TV and he called NFL players sons of bitches who have, uh, who kneels and you know in front of the flag and they that's something that you know you're gonna call you basically he was insulting their mother so of course they're gonna assert their mother they're gonna stand up against him you know stuff like that yeah. but like i said this is this is this thing has gotten so far away from what we originally what it was really meant to be that it's become just another circus it's like donald trump took something that was a really serious discussion that had nothing to do with him and turned it around and made it about and him. Yeah, because that's what he is. He's a narcissistic fucking egomaniac asshole. <laughs> right. Makes everything about – everything's about him. <laughs> like everything is not about you. Like somebody yeah. – and that's what this whole <clears throat> thing is about. Like like the whole Kaepernick thing. Like if you agree with what Kaepernick did or agree with how he did it, that's almost beside the point. The whole yeah. point is, is that at the end of the day, if you're an American, you have the right to peaceful protest. Yeah. That's all. That's what it all is about. So even though yes, his hands gotten away from what he was doing, I do appreciate everybody for doing what they're doing, especially uh Jerry Jones. I didn't even though I'm gonna talk about the Jerry Jones thing for a second. I just saw this on TV. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys did kneel. Jerry Jones did kneel with the Dallas Cowboys. They did not kneel during the national anthem. They did it before. So it's kind of like a cop out what he did because when national anthem did go on, they actually did stand up and you know hold hands. But at the same time, he was straddling the fence and, and did what he wanted to do from there. But at the same time, I did feel like – but even when they did that, the crowd still booed. Like why are you booing when they're not even kneeling during the national anthem? So obviously this has nothing to do with the national anthem. You're booing for a whole other reason. You yeah. know, you're just getting pissed off for no reason whatsoever. But like I said, when it's all boils down to it, uh, Trump once again – Actually, you know what? All the stupid shit he does, he actually does one thing that's actually positive. He unites the country because he unites the country against one common goal. Yeah. And that's him. Yeah. Yeah. We're all united in, we're in our disgust of him. <laughs> right. 
So, like I said, we're, we're going to end the podcast on that. Uh, I do want to close out the song with a song dedicated to Donald Trump. It's from YG called FDT. Uh, I know he's going to like this. And please listen to other podcasts. If you listen to it this long, you might as well like, share, subscribe. Definitely listen to Eli's Geek Sad podcast. Definitely listen to uh, Get Valiant. They finally dropped a, a new podcast where they, you know, Eli, they kind of shitted on the Valiant books this this week. Did they? Yeah, they gave them like like four out of fives and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, they're shitting on. He's up four there. Out of five. Four out of five is now shitting on. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, we also have uh this geeks and comics. Uh, I think we have geeks explosion. That's the one that we may or may not be on. I'm not really sure. Uh, Hoodoo TV, which I think just did something, and Comic Cast. I think I hit everyone. I don't think I missed anything. Anyway, if you if you're still here, definitely to it. This is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you guys later. YG, roll that clip. Just when I thought it wouldn't get no sicker. Woke up one morning and heard this weird-ass motherfucker talking out the side of his neck. Me and all my peoples, we always thought he was straight. Influential motherfucker when he came to the business. But now... Since we know how you really feel, it's how we feel. Fuck down, try. Fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah. I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood wanna fight you. Surprise the nation of Islam ain't tried to find you. Have a rally out LA. No, sir. Home of the riding King Ride, we don't give a fuck. Black students, ejected from your rally. What? I'm ready to go right now. Your racist ass did too much. I'm about to turn Black Panther. Don't let Donald Trump win, that nigga cancer. He too rich, he ain't got the answers. He can't make decisions for this country, he gon' crash us. No, we can't be a slave for him. He got me appreciating nobody my way more. Hey, Donald, and they ain't one that follows. You gave us your reason to be president, but we hate you. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. I don't like your yeah, ass. Yeah, nigga. fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, so fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. Nigga in my trip and let me know I thought all that Donald Trump bullshit was a joke Know what they say when rich niggas go broke Look, Reagan so cold Obama so hope Donald Trump spent his trust for money on the vote I'm from a place where you probably can't go Speaking for some people that you probably ain't know This pressure built up and it's probably gonna blow And if we say go, then they probably gonna go You vote Trump, then you probably all dope And if you like me, then you probably ain't know and if you been in jail, you could probably still vote. We let this nigga win, we gon' probably feel broke. You build walls, we gon' probably dig holes. And if your ass do it, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck you. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I got something to say, hold up. We the youth, we the people of this country, we got a voice too, we will be seen and we will be heard, 
Hold up, I fuck with Mexicans, got a plug with Mexicans. When a little need a switch, who I call Mexican? This comedy central ass nigga come be the president. Hold up, nip, tell the world how you fuck with Mexicans. It wouldn't be the USA without Mexicans. And if it's time to team up, shit, let's begin. White people feel the same as my next camp. Let this nigga win, God bless the kids. God bless the kids, this nigga wicked and weird. When me and Nip link, that's bloods and crips. We your LA rally, we gon' crash your shit. Fuck down, try. Fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try.